Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Coffee with Jenny Bean podcast. Coffee is our mainstay for most of us. It's something that we have first thing in the morning when we get up. Could be a pick-me-up either later in the morning or in the afternoon. It could also be coffee after dinner, especially when you're out at a restaurant, you have a, a wonderful meal followed by dessert, and then you have a really rich, delicious cup of coffee. But for Italians, coffee is not just a regular thing. Coffee is part of their culture. It is part of their ritual. It's a way of connecting with each other in a different way than most of the world does. And the coffee that they connect over is espresso. Now, what is espresso? Is it a coffee bean? Is it a blend? Is it a roast? Well, actually, it's neither of those. It's not a bean, although I'm sure you've seen packages of coffee that say that it's espresso. But really, to make espresso, you can use any kind of coffee bean. Is it a blend? No, it's not a blend. Again, any kind of coffee bean will work to make an espresso. Is it the roast? Well, actually, no, it's not the roast because there are different types of coffee beans that you can use to make an espresso. It's really a matter of taste. So if it's not a bean and it's not a blend and it's not a roast, what is espresso? Espresso is actually a method to brew finely ground coffee using very hot water and the pressure causes steam and then the hot water pours over the finely ground coffee and then you have that beautiful espresso. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about espresso is because I wanted to share my story of my mother-in-law with you. My mother-in-law, Carmela, was Italian, and she loved her espresso. Whenever we would go over to her place, it doesn't matter whether we were there for lunch or for dinner, if we were just dropping in to say hello, do you want a coffee? And we always had to say yes, because if we said no, 
no, no, it's okay. You know, we're not staying long. We're just going to drop something off. She would ask again, you want coffee? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. We'll have espresso. And she would get out her Italian coffee maker. Now it's not the type of coffee maker that we typically have on the counter where you plug it in, you pour the water in, you put the coffee in the filter in the basket, and then it creates a pot of coffee. No, an Italian coffee maker is actually called a mocha pot. And it was designed by an Italian, last name is Bialetti. It comes in different sizes. You can get like the really tiny ones, medium size, and then we've got the really big ones. Carmela loved to share espresso. She would have espresso every morning and she would prepare espresso and share it with her neighbors. She was living in Villanova. It's, um, it's a, I guess, a, for older adults. I don't know why I would call it old age home, old, old folks home. It's not, but she would make espresso every morning and she would lay out her little cups because they're special cups that you need to enjoy your espresso. So she would set up a tray, she would make espresso, and then she would share it with her neighbors. And it was her way of connecting with her neighbors. And it's interesting because I love cream in my coffee. You know, I've always loved cream in my coffee. I don't really take sugar. But what's interesting with most Italians, and I'm basing it on Carmela, of course, is they typically don't take milk or cream in their espresso. They do like sugar. They have these little teeny tiny spoons that they would take a spoon or two or a sugar cube if there was one, and they would stir the sugar into the espresso. Because sometimes espresso can have a slightly bitter taste, and so the sugar helps to cut down that little bit of bitterness. But of course, when I had espresso, I would always ask for a little bit of milk and she would allow me, although I'm sure it's probably violating some, some rules, but that's how I enjoyed having my espresso. But typically Italians like to have it straight, no milk, no sugar. And again, it, it really depends on taste. In my last episode, I, I talked about working as a barista at Starbucks. One of the uh, perks, no pun intended, <laughs> of working at Starbucks is that you got a free pound of coffee every week. And I would typically, I mean, I would, I would always have coffee for myself, of course, but because my mother-in-law went through so much coffee that I would give her a pound of coffee. And at the beginning, when I first started working, I would give her a Colombian coffee and she would ask, and I would have it ground specifically. So at Starbucks, they have the grinder. So you would pour the coffee the bag of coffee in and you adjust the dial depending on the type of ground you want. And so there's an adjustment for espresso. And so I would have this ground and bring her coffee. And then one day she said to me, and it's interesting because she didn't speak very much English and I didn't speak any Italian at all. And yet somehow we understood each other. I'm not sure how that happened, but we had this connection and, and we understood each other. And she was able to let me know in her broken English, you know, Italian and English, is that she wanted the, uh, the coffee ground even finer. And so she made it very specific that it needed to be a lot finer. And so when I had the coffee ground, 
I would change it to the number two on the dial at Starbucks. And so that was the perfect ground for her because when you're making espresso, it needs to be really fine, almost like powder. And so that was what she wanted. And then she told me that the coffee that I was getting her wasn't really what she wanted. So we did, we tried and experimented with different coffees. And finally, we discovered that the Italian roast blend at Starbucks was the one that she preferred. And so that's what I would get her is I would bring her a pound of coffee whenever I popped by to visit. And of course, she would make me an espresso, which it was a sort of like our little ritual of me bringing coffee for her and then she making coffee for me. So unfortunately, Carmel is no longer with us. And I still have those memories of sitting there and having coffee with her and the joy on her face, the happiness when I showed up with that pound of coffee. And she always wanted to pay me. And of of course, I would never take her money because even if I wasn't getting it free and if I was buying it, I would never let her pay me. It It just wasn't the thing to do. Now, going back to talking about rituals and connecting over coffee, in Italy, there are thousands of cafes, thousands of cafes, probably a thousand just in Rome, but anywhere there, everywhere you go, there's a cafe and it's not the same as a coffee shop here. It's you go, if you're having an espresso, it's an espresso basically to go. They pull the shot, you have it, you sip it, and then you go. But there's also the ritual of lingering over espressos, sitting outside at a table and sitting with girlfriends or guys will typically gather together and sit around and drink espresso. And they'll have cup after cup after cup of espresso and sit and chat and talk about, you know, the news and what's going on in the world and Typically, also, they would talk about sports, you know, so soccer, and it's just what guys do. But the Italian guys love to do it over espresso. Now, back to that mocha pot. No Italian home is complete without at least one mocha espresso coffee maker. In most cases, there's probably two or three or ten, (laughs) depending on the, the size of the family, how often they make espresso. I know that when my mother-in-law passed away, we received, I think we have three espresso makers. So we have a tiny one, we have a mid-sized one, and then we have a really big one. And I've yet to use the big one because no one comes over to my house for espresso. So if I'm going to make espresso for myself, I will typically use the smaller one and it makes about three cups of espresso, which is probably perfect for me. They say that, you know, there's a limit as to how much coffee you should have. And they recommend that probably no more than five cups of espresso. Any more than that, it might cause some, you know, insomnia, perhaps some feelings of being jittery. But if you think about it, one small cup of espresso 
has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. But then when you think about you're comparing an eight ounce cup of coffee to maybe 50 to 100 milliliters of espresso. So of course the amount of caffeine is going to be less. So because you're drinking less, you don't think that there's much caffeine. So you'll, you'll have more, but that's where you can perhaps overindulge. But I always think there's no such thing as too much coffee. It's like, yep, I'm going to have some more coffee. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. Now, if you want to be your own barista at home, and if you don't happen to have one of these mocha pots, you can always buy yourself an espresso machine that would make your espresso a lot faster than using a mocha pot. And it's still the same process where it's hot water that is forced through and poured over the coffee grounds. And so then it produces this beautiful shot of espresso. But regardless of whether you use an espresso machine or a mocha pot, you want to be able to drink that espresso as soon as you make it because that is when you get that really intense flavor. So now let's talk about making that perfect espresso. I recommend that you use freshly roasted coffee beans. For that, you could go to any one of the coffee shops in Winnipeg or Manitoba. There are several roasters that you can order coffee. And what's nice about having it freshly roasted is that you'll see that in most cases, there's a date stamp on that bag of coffee. So you know when the coffee beans have been roasted. And in some cases, certain coffee shops or certain roasters will offer same day delivery. So you can order it online or you can call, but most of the time it's online and they will have that delivered to you. So you know, you've got those freshly roasted coffee beans. Typically, what you'd want to do is store those coffee beans in an opaque container. So you don't want any light to get into it. And you want to store those coffee beans in a cool place. Now you're ready to make your espresso. So I would also recommend that you grind them just before you're ready to brew. So now you have your ground coffee beans, you're preparing your mocha pot, or you're preparing the espresso machine, and then you wait to see that beautiful espresso coming out. There's that anticipation of having that beautiful shot of coffee, that shot of espresso. And the aroma, the aroma, the the smell, first of all, you open the bag of coffee, the aroma of the coffee beans. And then when you're grinding them, there's a slightly different aroma as well. And then finally, 
there's that aroma from that brewed espresso that is just so intoxicating. And it's recommended that you drink the espresso out of a proper espresso cup. It's called a demi-tasse, which in French means half cup. Any white china cup, about 50 to 100 milliliters, will do for your espresso drink. And before you pour the shot of espresso into your cup, you want to warm up the cup by pouring some hot water in and then pouring it out. So what you're doing is you're warming up that cup before you put the hot espresso inside. So now you've gone through the three parts of making espresso. You're brewing the drink, you're now enjoying the drink, and you're now drinking in the culture. You could, in some ways, I guess, consider yourself an honorary Italian by drinking your espresso. And when you brew espresso, you'll notice that there's a light white kind of foam that is produced either in the mocha pot or when you pull that espresso shot from an espresso machine. And that foam is called crema. And that crema is formed on the top of the espresso. Crema is the result of all the CO2 that escapes from the beans upon contact with the hot water. So you have the three parts to the espresso. You have the crema, you have the body of the espresso. So you have that rich, dark, intense espresso. And then you have the finish. Now, what do I mean by the finish? So you're taking the espresso and I know it's a shot and some, some Italians like to just throw it back like you would a shot of whiskey, for instance. But espresso is meant to be sipped slowly. So you're taking that beautiful white china cup and taking that first sip. So you have the crema as the first sip. You take another sip and you have the rich espresso. And finally, you take that last sip. And the taste of that espresso kind of lingers in your mouth. And I can't even begin to describe how that feels. And it just, it's incredible. That's all I can say. It just, it's absolutely incredible. This is how I make my espresso at home. I would take the bottom part of the espresso maker and fill it with cool filtered water, but don't fill it right to the top. You want to leave a little bit of room. I then take the filtered part and place it on top and add three rounded teaspoons of ground coffee. Then I take the top part of the mocha pot and screw it on top. I turn the element on high. You want that high heat in order to start that water to rapidly boil as quickly as possible. I then place the mocha pot on the element and then I wait in anticipation. But before long, you will start to smell the aroma of the coffee as it's brewing in the pot. You'll also hear that that steam escaping from the valve on the side of the mocha pot. I would let it sit for about another minute and then very carefully lift the lid of the mocha pot so you can see that beautiful coffee that is coming up through the spout in the middle. You'll also see that beautiful crema forming on top. 
I would then turn off the heat and take the mocha pot off the element and then very carefully start pouring it into your espresso cups. But be careful because it is very hot. Now once you're done enjoying your espresso, you want to clean the pot right away. I would then unscrew everything, take the filter and with the coffee grounds, you can either dispose of them in your compost or if you want to put them in your garden. Uh, or what I do is because I don't garden and I'm not composting, I put it into the trash. And then using hot water, no soap, hot water only, rinse all the pieces and don't put it into your dishwasher because you're only drinking coffee out of this mocha pot. And so rinsing it and making sure that you're removing all the grounds from that filter will ensure that your mocha pot will last a long time. Now, make sure that you are also drying every piece very carefully because you don't want any moisture to stay in those pieces because mold can develop. So drying it very carefully and then putting everything away in preparation for your next delicious espresso pot. By following all the steps, I find that this is the best way to make that perfect pot of espresso coffee. But if you decide that you're going to go out and go to a coffee shop to have some espresso, I would recommend going to one of the local cafes where you can ask them about their beans, you know, how fresh are their beans, when were the beans roasted, and you can choose the type of beans that you want for your espresso. And they will make your espresso right away and serve it to you so that you can enjoy that beautiful crema, that beautiful body, and then really enjoy the whole experience and drinking in that culture. Now, let's talk about something that is a real bugaboo of mine. It drives me absolutely crazy when people, including my husband, who's Italian, who I guess should know better, but maybe because he's not really into coffee, so he doesn't know the difference. It's espresso, not expresso. I don't know how many times I heard that when I worked at Starbucks. Can I have an espresso, please? Oh, you mean an espresso? Yes, an espresso. Or they would ask me, well, what's the difference? Espresso, espresso. It's the same thing, isn't it? Well, let me tell you, espresso is an Italian word. And here's an interesting fact. The Italian alphabet does not have an X. So Italians would never say espresso. Espresso is a coffee produced by passing hot water over ground coffee. So I guess when you think of expressing the coffee from the grounds, that might lead people to think, well, it's espresso because you're expressing the coffee. But espresso is an incorrect word. And as a result of the word express and expressly, people associate that with express coffee or espresso. But here's something interesting as well. Espresso, when it's translated into English, becomes express. 
Are you confused? I don't blame you because it's so similar, but next time you go into a coffee shop or a cafe, you want to ask for an espresso. It just sounds so much prettier. Espresso. The whole idea of ordering an espresso, a small demi-tasse cup of liquid gold, something that you can sip and savor and enjoy the culture, enjoy the experience, drinking in that culture, imagining yourself sitting outside a little cafe in Rome or Venice or Milan. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are totally relaxed, enjoying that beautiful cup of espresso. So I encourage you to try a number of the different cafes in Winnipeg and outside of Manitoba as well, if you live outside of Winnipeg, and try different beans. Because by experimenting, you can find the ones that you really like. And try making the espresso at home. You can pick up the little mocha pot anywhere. They sell them. I know DeLucas has them. You can even pick them up at Winter Superstore. They have them everywhere. So I encourage you to try it. If you don't have a grinder at home, maybe ask the cafe or the coffee shop that you're purchasing the coffee beans, ask them if they would grind maybe a quarter or half of the bag of beans specifically for espresso, and then try it at home. And I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you what your experience was like. I can promise you that you will be transported into the coffee culture. So until next time, enjoy your cup of coffee or cup of espresso and enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.